Hey, what's up? It's the real-ass dude, Puerto Rican rattlesnake, Louis J. Gomez. You're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour on Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. there friend come on in pull up a seat pop yourself down and welcome back to another episode of mad scientist party hour my name's kevin Kraft, and the man sitting next to me has no pants or undies on and is currently jacking his dick off by titty fucking his thighs that's jeff clark what's up and transmitting to us from oprah's grundle the bearded, sentient dingleberry known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. So, um, this is actually something that I wanted to bring up on the show, but um, we just haven't spaced out on it. It's gotten pushed to the side for a couple of weeks now, but I have to get Jeff Clark on the record about his love for MasterChef. What which a topic. Sh- what a I'm, topic. Thank you for bringing that up. Which I'm sure when I put it on for you while you were here, you were like, oh, this fucking bitch-ass Kevin Kraft, stupid son of a bitch watching these fucking stupid-ass cooking yeah. shows. Oh, my God. When did we – we talked about this, didn't we? Briefly. Was, was it in between – uh, a regular episode and a Patreon, or oh Jesus Christ, Shuddy, you you gotta ask somebody else. I I don't even remember how I got into the seat right now. Yeah, it all blends because I remember you got you guys going into great detail with me about the virtues of Master Chef. Well said. It's uh, and we got to talking about the guy whose family didn't show up on Family Day. Okay, we definitely talked about that on. Either the main show or the Patreon. <laughs> okay. Which is, yeah. Either way, like, what I'm trying to say is is that discussion was for sure recorded. Yep. That wasn't us, like, bullshitting uh, between okay. All right. shows. Well, what I'm... And I didn't imagine it, so that's always, that's a... Yeah, it wasn't a nice hallucination. What I think needs to happen is we got to take a deeper... Uh, we gotta, we got to become bigger fans of MasterChef and make it more a part of MSPH... I guess canon or do like a, content moving like forward. Like a companion, a companion podcast. Yeah, oh, it's been discussed. Yeah, um, talking Master a Chef, a or Master whatever. Chef recap. Yeah, Shuddy boy, I I don't know what your thoughts are on Master Chef. I've never watched it. And do you have any? Is there any part of you that gives a flying fuck about a cooking reality show? Um, I love watching Chopped. I um, That's I like fine. uh. Kitchen Nightmares. I yes, I have okay, would so have you're, no problem watching it. You're yeah. you're you're into the Gordon Ramsay brand, right? If you've mm-hmm. watch if you watch Kitchen Nightmares. See, I'm a heavy yes, sir. I, I understand I'm a heavy underdog to ever be into be into this Master Chef show, but I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And you kind of forced it upon me, right? And obviously I wasn't I didn't go out of my way and ask for you to put it on, but after enough of watching it with you, and I kind of had it in the background while I was doing something on my computer, and you were watching it, and eventually, just I don't know, like I love food. Obviously, I'm a fat bastard, so seeing delicious 
uh, meals being cooked. Like that interests me. That got me, <laughs> or excuse me, that got me interested. And then the whole elimination process and adding steaks to cooking. I just think I thought that was awesome. I, th- I think the whole show is really well done, and it it pulled me in. It's one of the better reality competition shows I've ever seen. Yeah, so, and you got sucked in late in, late into the season too. Yeah, like I had, I remember I had a couple episodes banked because I hadn't been watching them. They were all on my DVR, and we put one on, and Jeff was like about to leave and drive back to Redondo, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this is fucking awesome." That was fucking awesome. <laughs> and then the episode ends. He's like, how many more of these you got on there? And we ended up watching like three. <laughs> Dude, I love MasterChef. I think it's awesome. And Because uh, so, like, the discussion came up of us doing a companion show, mm-hmm. like a podcast when MasterChef is, is airing. So we could even, we even had a name picked out. We can, and Shuddy, now that you've expressed interest as well, we can do... Um, Crafter Jeff featuring Shuddy Boy. Yeah. So that was that was the pun, the the fucking brilliant pun we came up with. Crafter Jeff. There is no we, that's all you. That's that's a brainchild <laughs> from you. And I think so it's a good job. Stupid. <laughs> I think it's a good job. I I like it. Do we so ha, we gotta tinker with the format, discuss the format. Do we do we record the podcast or the do the companion show as the Master Chef is airing? Or do we just do like a recap show, almost like a Talking Dead, but Talking Master Chef directly after Master Chef goes off air? This is going to be tough to pull off because 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 we, we're we international. Have, well, that plus we have. I mean, we have to do this show every week. We have to do a Patreon every week. We have a second Patreon tier. Yeah, and we're dealing with um, a time zone change and. We have to watch a, you know, without commercials, a 45-minute show on top of however long. Also, we could start a brand new iTunes, iTunes feed for it. So, so it's I outside s- of MSPH. It's Crafter Jeff featuring Shuddy Boy. And new episodes go up when there's a new season. Right. So, wow. Okay. But I'm, I'm there- just looking at the IMDb. What about like a... a- Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm looking at the IMDb page right now, and it looks like each season is fucking 25 episodes. That's not enough. We need more. I need more Master Chef. <laughs> is there definitely going to be a season 11? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I yeah. We got to do like betting pools, and we got to attach odds each pl- each person. Obviously, we're going to racially profile or profile on whatever ways that we can to differentiate the competitors. You've said that you predicted... We could do it where we just do a, an episode a month recapping that month, you know, the previous month's episodes. Yeah. Point I, is, and we're, gonna we're only to finding get... one day to record in four weeks versus trying to squeeze in a weekly recap. Uh, well, unless they, there we are, are going to be making, there are parts where they sort of they su- double up, so it's not like twenty five or twenty two weeks. Yeah, like the so, first week is like a double part or a two part episode. I'm yeah, sure, right? they double up a lot, and then so I, th- I think actually I think most of this past season was um, two episodes per week. Because why decent, not? 
I know. What, what is it, NBC? What the fuck are they playing? So that that means we would just do like 10 episodes per season. Oh, excuse me. Um, I don't know. I, I will warn you guys, I'm a fucking beast. Season 9 and season 10, I make a prediction based on the first episode. I get a feel like r- right when I see the person like cooking and the judge's reaction, I make my selection before I've even seen every comp- competitor. I've been on the money, picked the winner on episode one of season nine and season 10. So it's on me to figure out a gambling way to go about this, but I definitely got to attach pre season odds to each of the competitors. We got to do like almost like golf where it's like, Instead of betting a player in a field, which you can do, you can also bet like players competing, like who will last longer. So whatever, I'll I'll take one guy and you'll take the other, and we have side action on that. There's a whole lot of different ways that we can go about this. We definitely need some of the Puminati's input on this, and I hope that some of the fans at home are already Master Chef fans or heard this conversation the first time around and gave it a shot because it's fucking sick. If you're not into this stuff at all, like game show i don't i'm not someone who's into this type of stuff so neither am i so if you just give it a shot like watch an episode or two and i i i said this about succession last year but i'm one of the i i hate being one of those guys where it's like you gotta give it a few episodes before you like it but well you got hooked on one episode of MasterChef. i felt like the first episode i was hesitant to come out and say how much i liked it and you were just (laughs) like hey should you want me to want to play another one it's like Whatever, yeah, sure. But I, I really... Sit, I guess. I mean, it makes you gay, but I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll, I'll watch you do homo stuff. Sure, put it on. And then and then by the end of the second one, I was like, <laughs> all right, yeah, this is the coolest shit ever. I love this. Uh, so, yeah, we just got to figure out a way to tackle it. But I'm, I'm 100% down to doing, like, a companion show for MasterChef. And, yeah, like you said, there's a, there's a million different, like, variables we have to consider, you know. And I'm not going to restate them but i'm 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 on board all right we'll figure this out what once once season 11 gets closer crafter chef with shuddy boy <laughs> it's shuddy ramsey <laughs> i like it let's do it all right cool uh let's see what else oh so we also got to talk about and we'll make this quick because i know it's a it's a niche interest and not everybody gives a flying fuck but Sports it's ball? still kind of funny that uh so there was like a huge Fortnite event this past weekend. They do this like every, I think the seasons last about six weeks, a month and a half. And then they they reset the whole thing. No, they... that's not true at all, Kevin. Oh my God. All right, what is it? Seasons are weeks. This is the most interested I've been weeks. with video game topic to date. Let's do it. All right, whatever. Ten, tw- ten weeks, 20 weeks. Point is, a few weeks go by, and then they reset like all the in-game rewards you can you can win. All the tiers reset. They'll change the map around. They'll give everything like a new theme, an overlying theme. Like one season, it was like pirates. They did superheroes one time, uh, but the the general map you play on. So, quick refresher: Fortnite is like a battle royale. A hundred people jump out of a bus going over a map. You pick up weapons and you all try and kill each other until there's one man or one team of four standing. So the map has like the little sections of it will change over time, but the whole thing stays basically the same. 
and there's been rumors every time a new season is starting, like, oh, they're going to they're gonna destroy the map and make a whole new one, or there's going to be a second map so you can choose which map you play on. There's always all these rumors. Season 10 had a <laughs> countdown on top of a rocket, and sometimes they do these in-game events, so where if you, if you get in a game at the right time, something will trigger in the map and you like the action kind of stops. You can't kill people and you just watch some, like one time they had a giant robot fight a huge monster and there was this epic scene. Marshmallow. Yeah. Marshmallow. The DJ did a live in game concert. They do like weird kind of interesting shit. So this one, um, I, uh, I forgot it was Sunday and, and California time, 11 AM completely spaced out. And I get a, I got hit up by by the homie Tim. He's like, hey, Fortnite event. I'm actually going to be able to hop on for it. You around? And I was like, oh, fuck. I was across the street getting groceries. So I, I run back, and then he's he's like, yeah, Shuddy's, in, Shuddy's in, in the lobby waiting with me. So I'm trying to get on there and join these guys. I can't even get past the fucking main menu. What day was this again? This, yeah. It was yesterday. Okay. I wish you guys were invited. Jared's son was trying to jump on to get in to the party with us. This is awesome. Uh, he couldn't get into Fortnite at all for a little while. Yeah, I couldn't get in. Tim and I couldn't get into. Tim and I were in a party, but we could not get into a game. So, uh, this is, what's uh, the Fortnite's Twitter account just pinned like a live stream video? So I pull up Twitter and I'm I'm watching that and a meteor. I, 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 I tuned in when a meteor comes out of the sky, hits the center of the map, huge explosion, and then everything gets sucked into it, like a black hole got created in the middle of the map. So basically what happened, it was like when the rifts formed the first time, like rockets going through the sky, and they were going in and out of rifts, and then they all entered one rift, and then they all came out. It was just, there was a lot going on. And then the meteor that was hanging over Dusty crashed into the rift and that's when everything got sucked in and this is why i always and then the screen went blank this is why i always complain and push back on new you guys don't like this fucking new uh this new game format do you we don't are you a fan can't fucking play it all right well what happened (laughs) so like so the i couldn't even get into a party with tim and shuddy boy like a voice chat so like PSN was experiencing outages and everything was bogged down from so many people trying to get on. And then the the this live stream I was watching on Fortnite's Twitter, it had some dude in a picture in picture wearing a fucking headset, like reacting like, oh, wow, oh, cool, I'm getting fucked in, dude. Yeah, Whoa. had a streamer on. And then out of nowhere, streamer guy's just fucking gone. He got sucked in the black They cut hole. his video feed out and all of a sudden you just, it's a black screen with like, like an eclipse-looking thing in the middle with, like, blue, like, oozing light coming in and out of it and weird, eerie music. And everybody was just like, uh, is the game broken? Did your guys' servers crash? Is this a, is it frozen? Because usually the event ends and play continues. This was the first time they ever did an event that was, like, hard time to transition from one season to the next. But everybody was just like, okay, the fuck is going on? And my theory was that th- this was kind of like a wait screen while the new season updated and downloaded and loaded. But as of I l- the last time I checked, 
you log into Fortnite and you just go to a black hole. Yeah, they've. It is. St- yep, the Fortnite blackout is still on. Like they just got uh, rid of the game, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a marketing ploy. There's gonna be. They're gonna season. do it again. You would yeah, think, the, right? Yeah, the season chapter two trailer leaked today. Yeah, some Twitter account leaked it and it got pulled down real quick. But supposedly it's going to be Fortnite Chapter 2 starting back at Season 1. Whole new map. There's going to be like boats and shit in it. That's kind of cool. I'm excited. You can swim. You can carry uh, teammates that are downed. What? Oh, man. This this could be awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm interested in seeing Fortnite season two or the second incarnation of Fortnite. Um, I I wonder how long it's going to be gone though. I know it's really fucking weird. It's gotten the usual update is on Tuesdays from 4am to 7am Eastern. So it could be back up tomorrow morning or there were some, I've been Zach and I have been combing Twitter because I'm just so interested in everybody who's losing their minds over it. Um, we and have kids. seems people seem to have in the code saw the date for Thursday, which is when new uh, new weeks and seasons have started before. Oh, you're really so. It could this. be tomorrow. It could be Thursday. Yeah, and um, I just thought this was a funny thing because we've mentioned Fortnite a couple of times on the show in the past, and. It's gotten them a ton of headlines. It's, 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 they, and then I, I noticed that their, the Fortnite Twitter account gained like a million or two extra followers, it seems, since I all know. this bullshit so started. So this shit is actually working? It's working. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it's weird. You feel like. Yesterday, the stream had 1.2 million people watching it. Yeah. And when I first joined the stream, because I couldn't get into a game to watch it actually happen, there were like 58,000 people watching it. And by the end, it was like in the millions. Damn, dude. But uh, it's, it's weird that they would, they would have, they would have uh, a game that relies on just hooking you in and having this pattern like daily rewards, like just hooking you in and every free second they want you playing fucking Fortnite and spending money on it. It's, it's kind of a risky move in the, in the sense where if you're a gamer... If one game is down, you're just going to play a different game, and if that game eats your soul, you're not going back to the game you were playing before. Yeah, it is a little bit of like uh, video game marketing and economics gambling, and I find that to be interesting, honestly. It's a huge game of chicken. I mean, it's going to work for me. I don't play enough games to where I'm going to be... You play Borderlands 3, and well, you're a gamer uh, through and through, Kevin. But I think you're going to circle back and play the new Fortnite season. Like, if they waited, they were really bullshit, and they just waited until, like, November, right? Which no one, I don't think any one of us believe that could happen, but let's say it does. I'd still play it. Yeah. Would you still play it? Yeah, I'll check it out when it comes back. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about, you know, new features. As long as you keep the same basic shit that I like, the, the, the Battle Royale drop on the island, and you fucking last man standing wins... Like, I like that premise. You know how often I bitch about us using going to the other modes? Like, I'm not I'm not big into the, uh, to deviating from the original game. But 
I I do like new guns, new features, new things being added into the games. The mechs or whatever they're called, megs. What what are those things called? The big machines mechs. that were mechs. mechs. I didn't like those per se, but I like the idea that Fortnite is trying to improve upon its original design, and yeah. I give them credit. They're throwing shit out there and seeing what sticks. Because they don't um, they don't charge any money for it. I know you can buy V bucks and all that shit, but I like that they're. They keep adding to the to the formula. Yeah. So I had a bit of an eventful week. Uh, yeah, since we last spoke, burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking thrashed. Are you gonna bitch but, about uh, all your success? What success? I mean, you're hosting big time shows. You're, as far as I can tell, and from the Puminati, you're killing it on Jason Ellis' show as well. Yeah, and as you can see, we're no longer broadcasting from my my one-bedroom apartment. We're now in my palatial mansion. Things have really changed. <laughs> hey, hey, at least you rent by yourself. That's an accomplishment in, in L.A. That's true. Um, well, yeah, I got, so for those of you that don't know, I woke up Tuesday morning and was getting my shit ready. And I get a text from Doug Benson saying, like, hey, dude, do you have any plans for tonight? And I actually did. My plans were to go see Doug Loves Movies at UCB. Like, I had already bought a ticket. What a coincidence. But I know anytime Doug asks me, hey, do you have plans tonight? That is followed up with, do you want to be a guest on Doug Loves Movies? So, of course, I was like, nope, I'm free tonight. And he was like, cool, can you host Doug Loves Movies for me? <laughs> Curveball. Like, Wait, what? He's like, I'm in the hospital with kidney stones. Can you fill, I have, I have guest book, can you fill in for me and host the show? And my first instinct was to say, what? No, that's fucking terrifying. No, I can't do that. But, I mean, you got to. You got to go for it, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be on it anyways, uh, hosting adds a, another responsibility, another layer of, I guess, stress to the to the effort. But I don't know; it's an, it was a cool opportunity, and it seemed to work out based on the feedback that I read in our Slack channel. I mean, it was it was a really cool opportunity. I mean, never in a million years. And the fucking craziest thing about it the the day. So we recorded it on Monday night. It got posted Tuesday night. That Tuesday night was the two-year anniversary to the day of my first appearance on Douglas Movies as a guest. Nice. Yeah. I'm, it's Which cool is, that he planned it that way. I know. Yeah. <laughs> him and the Kidney Stone. We yeah. got to get him back on MSPH so you guys can trade uh, Kidney Stone horror stories. Oh, I know. But um, it was it was it was so out of nowhere, and it was there were like. And it was it wasn't just hey come come and host it. I was like, so do you have all the games and everything you were gonna do on the show prepped? He's like, no, you you'd have to do all that too. I was like, oh, oh my god, I didn't know that part. Yeah. So this I this is day of. I thought you yes. were just reading what he had. No, I I did all that. So, so I, I and and he even was said afterwards. He's like, I mean, I I can do it for you if you want. And I was like, dude, I have been in the hospital for a kidney stone before. I know the hell that is i i know the show i know the format i know the games i'll 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 take care of it rest up um and 
then my fucking nerves just went apeshit on me. I can I can sit here with you guys and tell like embarrassing stories and like, oh, I was having sex with a girl and accidentally came on my own face. Zorthorp. <laughs> I can be... Well, you know we'll laugh at that. I can be on the Ella show and bullshit with those guys without the single hint of nerves. Just pure comfort. Anytime I'm in front of a crowd, it's it's like day one all over again. And it's not a... Because you kill it at Ellis Mania, but that's a crowd that you bring in. That that's are there a friendly to see crowd. You. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're, you're essentially performing to friends and homies. And at this point in my career... I've been doing radio for 13 years. I shouldn't have the fucking nerves about anything. I think it's... well. I should be able to go up on stage by myself and take a shot at stand-up and not be nervous. I should be able to... I, In theory, I mean, 13 years in and I'm still fucking nervous performing in front of people? That's inexcusable. That's bullshit. Well, I don't... I don't know. Maybe you can speak to this. But don't people just have, like, stage fright? Or that's part of, like, the whole thing? Like I think there's like a really accomplished actors and theater theater people that, you know, still suffer from stage fright or that's part of like you know, the appeal of, of yeah. doing it, right? I don't and think being in radio means that you shouldn't have nervousness getting up in front of a crowd. It's not part of your daily routine. I, that's a good point. It is too. foreign to you. Yeah, like there's no there's a crowd at the here studio. or what you do with the Ellis show, you're in I don't not a safe space, but you know you're in a studio or you're in familiar surroundings, talking to people that you know very well. Yeah, there's million you know millions of other people when it comes to us, of course. Yeah, um, definitely tens but of. But they're listening secondhand. <laughs> you're, they're not. Their eyes are not on you while you're while any of us are saying talking any of this nonsense plus it's not somebody else's show like that's a format doug loves movies has been around for almost 15 years doug has never had somebody else host it for him before wait you were the first ever yeah holy shit that's pretty gnarly yeah your nerves were every bit deserved like you were not being unreasonable so i had a panic attack all fucking day my palms were sweating like I had hand tremors and shit, uh, and and now I'm I'm not only racing to put together you know all the stuff I have to do for the Ellis show. I'm putting together all these games, and I want to make sure I have enough content to fill the whole show. And uh, I'm now doing research and trying to come up with some angles and questions to ask the guests that Doug had booked. And uh, it was it was a lot. When the show ended, I went home and just fucking crumbled. So the same I, day you had to queue up bits and like, and 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 do some Doug Lo- fun. Uh, excuse me, Doug loves movies. Like segments, like he he asked you the same day, de- and he asked you in the same day you had to host. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, dude. And the thing is that like for him to do that, he had to have a, a shit ton of respect and like. And, and, and confidence in Kevin. Yeah, yeah, confidence that you wouldn't like bastardize the brand. It was sorry to get a, a little a little fruity on you guys, but Boognish was there, and Boognish tweeted out a picture and like tagged Doug in it and said, "Hey man, Kevin did a really good job." And Doug replied and just said something like, um, "I knew he would." I had 
I had nothing but some something like something along those lines. I had nothing but confidence, or I'm such a chode. I actually took a screenshot of it. I knew that homo would be all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, he said thanks, dude. I had a lot of faith in him. So like, just that was 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 really cool, and I was I was fucking stone cold petrified the whole time I was up there. So I I went I got there about a half hour before the show started. I went next door and slammed um, a vodka soda, and then went into the green room. And I was talking with the guests were um, Clark Wolf, uh, Matt Jones from Breaking Bad, yeah. who played Badger, and Matt Bettinelli Open, who is one of the directors of Ready or Not. And I kind of just sat back there with those guys for a little bit, talking with them. I accidentally let it slip how fucking nervous I was. And I had, I had texted people in my family about it, too, because last i think it was last year around thanksgiving i go always spent thanksgiving in san diego with my family and doug did a thanksgiving show from because his mom lives in san diego so he he always does a show from san diego around then too because he's down down home visiting so he he had me on and when my family found out i was a part of a comedy show they fucking all bought tickets so my grandparents my aunt and uncle, my cousin, like they're all in the audience watching me on an episode of Doug Loves Movies, and my grandma was super pumped, and it was it was really cute. She was like, "I, I know, I, I see on you know social media and stuff, and I hear about all these cool things you get to do, and I know you're 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 in the on radio, and I never get to see your work, and this was really cool to actually be a part of it and see you perform and do something." Like we're so far apart, I actually got to come to California and see yeah. see you work, and that that was that kind of that hit me right in my heart's nutsack. My heart's so nutsack. I texted I texted my nana and I was like, "Hey, remember when you came when in San Diego and you saw me do that comedy show? Well, the host is in the hospital and I'm filling in hosting for him tonight in front of a crowd, and I'm super nervous and stuff." And she wrote, she said, "Oh no." She goes, she's like, you're going to fuck it up, pussy. (laughs) Um, She wrote, oh, I love it. I wish I was there. How wonderful. And then all these smiley emojis. And right before I went out on stage, when they started playing, because we all wait in a green room in the back of the theater, and when they start playing the theme song, that's when, that's the cue to come out. So I pulled my phone out and I looked at it, and that kind of... Settled me. Yeah, as weird as that sounds, just looking at that text from my nana. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you know you have family who love you and support you, so you can just fucking bomb and choke. And your nana's gonna be chill. <laughs> like yeah. your nana's gonna say, "Oh, no, it's great." So no, it is. It is like a comforting feeling. You know, it's like at the end of the day, you know, no matter how bad this goes, people yeah. still love me. I was whatever. like, I, she's in my corner. She believes in me. Let's go out there and and. Let's make some fucking content. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Step up, Kevin. You got a fucking cool shot here. Don't fuck it up. Today, Kevin loves movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I did okay. I, I know I was super nervous. I wish I was more polished. There was stuff I wanted to get out that I didn't. There were jokes I wanted to make that I didn't. But my biggest fear was that I was going to be Ben Wyatt in Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, when right. he goes on Ira and the Douche and he's yeah. just like, oop. Hey, hey! More like the thing is, 
More like turd crapley. Hey, <laughs> but as just long as you nail it, you know. Go out there and just bomb spectacularly, and then this lives on in podcast infamy. The one time Doug Benson handed the reins off to somebody else, and this fucking fool choked so bad and made the biggest bitch. That of himself. would have been the craft luck. I know, but I, I held it together. The games went through. People, the people in the audience were really supportive, which was super fucking cool because I'm one of those people where when you're expecting one thing, like even on a TV show when they introduce a new character, and you're like, who's this fucking loser? Yeah, I would have booed you. Who's this jerk off? I would have yeah. booed you. All these people showed up wanting Doug Benson, and they get Kevin Kraft. I can only imagine the fucking disappointment. Yeah, when you put it that way. And I, I, I fucked one thing up and then made like when somebody in the audience, thank God, corrected me. It's like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, sorry, guys, my first day. And, and like, I got a round of applause. Like, people were like, that, that, was, that was really cool. The fact, like, the fact that people didn't turn on me. It's like when the SNL cast member starts laughing mid-sketch, everyone, you know, whatever, tries to make them feel better, and it's, it is a, usually a good moment, and they laugh during it. Usually that person's way more accomplished and funny and successful than you. But I know, yeah. I mean, still, I mean... I've been. I actually have been to one Doug Loves movies with you a while ago, and I can speak to this a little bit. It's a cool crowd, and we had some Puminati in there. Well, yeah. at least one Puminati and his lady. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was a familiar crowd, or familiar to you, and they were chill. I mean, it, make no mistake, it was one of the most, if not the most, nerve wracking experiences of my life. I was utterly fucking petrified through the whole thing. And like, um, but like Shuddy was saying, you kind of being too tough on yourself. This isn't there, there. There isn't much to your career that should give you a reason to think that you would just crush this and like not to for you not to be nervous. Because like radio, like you're, you know, you're going out to millions of years, and and a lot of people are listening to you. But at the end of the day, it's you know, it's a, literally a room. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a room. It's like it's can- like this. It is literally. A com- like it is a comfort spot. I, c- I could be talking out of my ass here, but I don't think um, Ken Jennings has filled in for Alex Trebek while he's getting chemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I don't think you're talking out of your ass. I think that's legit. I don't think Ken Jennings ever filled, took that took that role. But I, I, I mean, it's up, it's up there. If you guys want to check it out, the most recent. Well, it might, at this point, it might not be the most recent. Uh, I know he did an it episode. Isn't. He did an episode over the weekend, but. It's the you know the episode with Clark Wolf, Matt Bettinelli, Open, and um, uh, Matt Jones. So check it out, and just know the whole time you're listening to it that wasn't um, planned. I've I've got a I've got a turtle head poking out <laughs> through the whole show. <laughs> yeah, he's yep, he's having a panic attack. But shout out to Doug Benson. Um, uh, I'm glad he's out of the hospital. He was in the hospital for like two nights, man. And it did not seem like he had an easy go of it either. It seems like everything about that sucked. Like he not birthed alone, it. No, well, not not even alone. Just the, and it's not even the passing of the kidney stone that hurts. It's the fucking whole part leading up to it that's just horrible. I mean, you were you were you. That was back in the day when you used to crash over on MSPH nights, and you thought I was in my room beaten off because I was at like three in the morning was going ah yeah you're like just screaming in my room writhing i think is the term writhing in pain i had to call an ambulance after you left uh so which is yeah crazy because i could have just taken you close to the hospital i wouldn't have gotten the whole way but mostly there 
It, it's incredibly painful. And then Doug was just getting dicked over in the hospital the whole time. Like I was following his tweets. Like they just, he was in a room with like people that were flipping out and they, they transferred him to a different hospital and they kept telling him, Oh, sorry, we don't have a urologist yet. So we just had to sit there. Uh, so I shout out to Doug. Thank you for trusting me with the show. Thanks. I, I don't know if I was, he probably went to Sam Levine first, but I'm I'm glad I was on the list. I, I'm glad he trusted the show with me. And uh, freaks and geeks, Jason Ellis show, <laughs> Chloe Spaz. Ah, what are we talking about here? I think he made the right choice. All due respect to Sam Levine, who I like. Yeah, me too. So terrifying, but, but it's in you the nailed past. it, and you People, made us look good, which is really the most important, as far as I'm concerned, is how you made MSPH look. So thank you, Kevin. Some 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 uh, lucky person went home with uh, an MSPH pin and some MSPH stickers. <laughs> they went all right, cool with our yeah. There's some there's some MSPH merch in the in the prize bag. I was gonna say I uh, I didn't know if you gave them a T-shirt, but if they could have went home with this pretty face on their on their uh, on their fashion, that'd be sick. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I saw a, a movie. FYI, in the Easter egg, we all watched El Camino, mm-hmm. the Breaking Bad movie, so we gave that uh, the old Easter egg treatment, so stay tuned after the theme song for that. Yep. Spoiler-filled review of El Camino. As we mentioned, though, not too much to spoil, but we did our best. I did make it to the cinema this weekend. I did not. We have, we're we coordinating before we recorded this podcast about me. Watching a movie together this weekend. Yeah, so. this is a big weekend. There's a lot of things I want to see coming out. I know. And I, I'm trying to watch a movie and have a movie to review every podcast, but I, I let the ball drop on this one. Well, you saw El Camino, but well, the yeah. this weekend coming out, Zombieland Double Tap, which is a must-see. The Lighthouse, which I'm fucking beyond pumped for. I loved that movie, The Witch. I thought that was super scary and super super cool and super well done. Same director as The Witch is doing The Lighthouse. Seems like another super fucking weird movie. Uh, Which is creepy. And I also want to see Jojo Rabbit. Okay, I'm going to Google this because this is the second time you mentioned that today. It's Taika, Taika Waititi who did Thor Ragnarok. And he's the one of the Flight of the Concord guys. Oh, okay. And did um, the What We Do in the Shadows, that vampire mockumentary. I, I think this is too much. What, Jojo Rabbit? Jojo is a lonely German boy who discovers that a single mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their attic. Aided only by his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler, Jojo must confront... His blind nationalism as World War II continues to rage on. Yeah, this has... I can't imagine this could be... I, I can't imagine this is a good movie. Your imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler. And it's you want to discuss... It's a satirical comedy. Boy? It's set in... It's set in Nazi Germany. And the little boy does have... Adolf Hitler as an imaginary friend as he imagines Adolf Hitler to be based on the propaganda, not how Hitler actually was. It's a a satire. Sam Rockwell. Okay. Scarlett Johansson. 
Uh, who who else is in it? Uh, let me look at the IMDb. I mean, I've seen the trailer, and I've and I'm looking at the movie. Theon Greyjoy's in it. Alfie it's, Allen. It's it's just it's fucking ridiculous. So yeah, those are, and then um, it's a comedy. Jay and Silent Bob reboot is coming out, but I didn't figure that out. Is that in theaters or what was that? I think it's going to be in like very limited theaters. I know Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are doing a theater tour with it, like all over the country. And I think it's on VOD, but I don't know when it hits. All I know is on IMDb, the release date is the 15th, which is technically tomorrow. So I don't know if that's when it hits VOD. I don't know. I'm very confused by it, but I obviously I want to see that very much. But I, I will at least make it to the theater twice this weekend. I have to see Zombieland, and I have to see mm-hmm. The Lighthouse. I mean, you were going on a date to see Zombieland. Maybe we get some deep dish pizza. I don't know. We could talk about this off air. <laughs> we could talk about the stipulations or the itinerary of our date. But I'm definitely down to see Zombieland, too. I wonder how well the story has <clears> aged <throat> or if it's going to be as awesome as it was the first uh uh, Zombieland one, but I'm very nervous that there are still no reviews out for it yet. That's usually not a good sign. For yeah. Zombieland, yeah, embargoing reviews on the the week of release usually isn't the strongest sign of confidence. So your next level, in terms of your understanding of movies and all this other and 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 box office. And critical acclaim and all that other shit. Because I didn't even think of that. I didn't, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. And now that you say it, it's just like, oh man, this movie probably is going to suck, isn't it? Because you're right. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard anyone say it was good, and I haven't heard like anyone be like, oh yeah, you know, Zombieland Two is getting crazy buzz, right? Like, uh, The Irishman comes out in a couple weeks, and I've heard a million people say already, like, this movie's going to be fucking sweet. This movie's going to kick ass. I haven't heard anyone say anything about Zombieland too. And I don't know. We'll see. You made a good point. I mean, they pro- probably is going to suck. Huh? They've certainly taken their time making it. I was beginning to think it was just going to be in pre-production hell. Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about it for fucking so long. But I wonder what took him so long. Because I feel like Woody Harrelson's like a a chill dude. Like if you get him on board, he'll be like, "All right, cool. Yeah, let's do this." And Emma, St- I feel like Emma Stone out of everyone would be the biggest pain in the ass with the schedule. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but I did get to go and see the Adams Family. Oh my god! <laughs> How was it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? Uh, before mm. I start, what are your thoughts, Jeff, on the Adams Family? Do you have any? Mm. Is there any love in your heart for the franchise in any incantation? I think I watched. Is the Adams family is the Adams family in the Munsters? Are those different things? Yes, that's why yes. they have two different names. Okay, they are okay. They're completely <laughs> different things. Like the Munsters was in black and white, and kind of a spoof. Yes, on the Adams family. Is that is that accurate? I think so. So I like the monsters, and I really have no take on the Adams family. I guess I didn't watch them. Did you see? The I watched Adam- the monsters as a kid. Okay, so you're okay. Yeah, me too. I didn't really watch Adams family. And you, you did my, you guys? My first, my first real introduction to the Adams family were the movies. 
Okay, so you with saw the movies Raul with Julia. and Angelica Houston and Christina Ricci, Christopher Lloyd. Yep, loved them. Didn't see those. Really? No. Oh man, because I wasn't in the Adams Family growing up. I was in the Monsters. I never really watched the show as a kid, but like I've said before on the on the podcast, I movies have always been my thing. When I was a little kid, my mom took me to the movies every weekend, so it was just like, all right, what's what are the options? Adams Family? Okay, cool. Let's see that. And I fucking loved it. the The first Adams Family movie is so fucking good. Raul Julia is. Man, that dude was a beast. You're and I'm, I, I'm trying to keep up, but you're talking over my head. Adam's Family Values was still really good, but I, I, I don't think it comes close to the original. The original is is for sure a craft classic. I fucking love that movie. Okay, don't don't you no don't, no, no, don't no, no, fucking no. don't do you, it, Jeff. You saw my eyes light up. Craft <laughs> classic cut. Ah, oh, it's gonna sons of bitches. Great. Now Kevin's pissed. Good job, Ke- Good job, Shuddy. Good job. <laughs> But Shuddy, you're with me, right? Those Adams Family movies are awesome. Yes. Don't lie to Absolutely. Him. I am with you. So when I saw the the this animated one that's coming that came out, I was very skeptical, but I was like, all right, I'll I'll give it a shot just due to my love for the franchise. I did like how because Adams Family actually started as a as a comic strip by Charles Adams. And then the TV show was based on the comic strip. Yeah. Yeah. So, I knew that. They made the animation for this new Adams Family movie. The characters look a lot like they did in the comic strip. So I thought that was kind of neat. And it actually wasn't that bad. I went in with real, real low expectations, especially since the movie is PG. So I know you can get away with even less shit in PG movies now as you used to be able to. No titties. No tits. No pussies. Animated. No fucks. Was it, it was animated, right? Yeah. But they the some of my biggest concerns were they weren't going to be dark. They were going to chicken out on everything. They weren't going to have anybody in the F- Adams family trying to kill each other because what I I recently watched the the first Adams family movie again and with like Pugsley and Wednesday they had all these side bits going of them like Pugsley putting an apple in his mouth and her shooting a crossbow at it. And it's like, oh, man, I bet you if they, they put that in a movie these days, they would get in trouble because some fucking stupid kid would try to mimic that and shoot her brother in the mouth with an arrow or some stupid shit. They, they tried to kill each other in it. Like, Wednesday tried to kill Pugsley. Pugsley tried to kill Gomez. Whose side were you on the whole time? I don't care. As long as they're trying to kill each other, I'm just entertained. The, yeah, it's just, yeah. I feel you. The then the in the very first scene, the one of the very first gags in the entire movie is Morticia using her dead parents' ashes as makeup. I was like, okay, all right, that's heavy. Fuck yeah, PG. Yeah, all right, we're going for it. And of course, it was it was toned down and even more kiddie than usual. Um, there was some pop culture shit that leaked in that was kind of douchey, but. If you watch these old ones, I mean, Shuddy Boy, you remember in the first Adams Family movie, fucking MC Hammer did the soundtrack. Yep. Underrated American right there. So there was. I had the soundtrack for oh, Adams man. Family. Of course you did. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but there was, there was cheesy shit like that in the first one. And I watched, 
I watched Adam's Family. I had to do so much work. I, I was making fucking Patreon videos, getting ahead of the week's work for, for the Ella show and shit. So while I was doing work, I put on Adam's Family Values. They just put out this sweet Blu-ray two-pack of both movies for like 12 bucks. So I watched, I put Adam's Family Values on while I was get, doing work. So they, MC Hammer did the closing <clears throat> credits song for the first Adam's Family movie. We were like, they do what they want to do, say what they want to say, <laughs> plant when they want to plant, poop when they want to poop. Plant when they want to plant. <laughs> so like, you thought that was just shameless and cheesy. They took an even more washed up one hit wonder for Adam's Family Values. Shuddy Boy, do you remember the end theme song from Adam's Family Values? I do not. It was fucking Tag Team. Remember Tag Team? Whoop, there it is. I forgot that Tag Team did the... They weren't washed up at the time, though. That was... No, but, I mean... Right in their heyday. Another but yeah, one-hit wonder from that well. era. And th- it was it was the laziest fucking movie tie-in song in the history of laziness. They literally just go, Whoop! Adam's family! There it is! <laughs> they just do that over and over and over. Just fucking pathetic. That was all the gas tag team had in their career tank was whoop there it is and then stuffing adam's family between it it's like all right and we're spent there's our whole (laughs) fucking career there's our creative budget (laughs) fucking tag team (laughs) so it's hard to fault this new adam's family animated movie for any corny shit they do because those two movies were fucking corny and i love those so I was willing to excuse some shit. Um, and it it honestly wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't great. But if you if you love The Addams Family, and it, it had really solid Addams Family gags sprinkled in. It had funny one-liners. It has... You know, Addams Family and Anthony Jeselnik kind of have a similar thing. Like, they do that misdirection joke where they lead you thinking they're going one way, and then... The punchline is then pulling the rug out, and it's a complete 180. So, like, you know, G- Gomez will ask Morticia, be like, are you unhappy? And she'll be like, completely. And he'll be like, oh, good. What? Yeah, they're just, everything is morbid. They're like the, the flip-flop anti-family. What are the, the, um... So torture is good. When bad things happen, it's good. And Sounds like the Republicans. Sorry, I don't, right. I don't know why I just said that. You can edit that out if you want. Uh, let's go another direction. No, if you didn't watch the movie at all, or excuse me, if you didn't grow up like in Adam's family, will you like the movie? I don't know because, and I also felt like a complete fucking creep. So I saw it on a Sunday, a one twenty p.m. showing. Yeah, you're I figured, definitely their rape kids. I was, I was like, this seems like a really weird time to go. I bet you, I'll be like one of the only couple weirdos in the theater, and I can skate out un- unscathed. No. Filled with fucking kids. Oh, wow. Filled. And when did you go? Uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. Oh, okay. And uh, the, uh, I could tell there were like a, a lot of the kids because they were all talking throughout it. Motherfuckers. 
hey, shut the fuck up. Which, I'm trying to watch this movie. In that scenario, I'm the jerk off. So I'm not getting mad at anybody for talking. Like, I have no right being here. This is a talk during the movie screening. Fuck me. Hey, buddy, uh, shut your fucking child up. Shut him up. Am I going to have to punch you in the fucking face, you little brat? <laughs> hey, this is, between me and, this is between me and your son. All right, step out of this. But all these kids didn't really seem to be familiar with Adam's family. They're just like, oh, an animated movie that's creepy for Halloween? Sure, let's go. You thought they watched the 60s Adam's families? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, 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 they seem to dig it. It got a, it got a good reception. In yeah, the I watch I all in. the reruns on TV land. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I guess the, the, the theme with this one was the, it starts in the past and Gomez and Morticia get married. And then they get chased out of town by the locals for being weirdos. And then they, they, find, they go to New Jersey, and they move into an insane asylum. And then it fast-forwards like 13 years. And this woman who does a home remodeling reality show, and her big piece de resistance is remodeling an entire town. So she makes this perfect town, and then their, the reality show is her filling it with people. And all of a sudden, they notice the big fucking creepy house full of weirdos on the hill. So it becomes her mission to, like, get the Adams the fuck out of there because it's ruining her perfect community. Yeah, you want to gentrify the community. I yeah, got gotcha. you. Yeah, they want to gentrify the Adamses out. <laughs> so gotcha. that's, that's, like, the, that's the plot of the whole movie. And I, uh, what's his name? Oscar Isaac was, was Gomez. And he did a good job. And Charlize Theron did a good job as, as Morticia. Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things was Pugsley, and Hit Girl was Wednesday. It was all right. They had, they had solid gags. Because it was animation, any of these things, like, do they really make a difference? Could it have meant anyone, for the most part? Or you think the whole time, oh, that's, full, that's Finn, what's his name? Finn Wolfhard or whatever? Yeah, I mean, there's no way you'd be able to identify his voice unless you're a complete fucking weirdo. Yeah, you have to be a real Stranger Things mega fan. Yeah, or yeah. It. Mega fan, I guess. Or just a fan of children. Yeah. I mean, a real fucking creep. We don't need to go any further. <laughs> we, we, we know what we're talking about here. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, How it, many Adams family great. dicks are you going to suck? <laughs> I'll, I'll suck. You'll suck all three of the Adamses? 3.25 um, it dicks. Cousin it dicks. Okay. All right. I uh, wish I had something to review. Lurch, Lurch did the... You rang, which I liked. He had they had some pretty good harpsichord gags of him playing the harpsichord in the house. One of the coolest things about it, though, was at the very end of the movie, they redid the faithfully redid the intro of the Adams Family TV show, of like the theme song playing and them snapping, mm-hmm. and they did they did it all like. Grandmama throwing the knife. Grandmama. And Lurch doing this weird thing with his hands as he plays. Like, they faithfully redid the intro of the TV show. It was Adam's family, they call their their, grandmama? I thought that was the term for Larry Johnson's old grandma commercial (laughs) character. (laughs) Who's Larry Johnson? You know what I'm talking about? Shuddy's the only one that could bridge this guy. Do Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know exactly what you're talking about. So was that somewhat based off of the Adams Family thing? No, I don't think so. Completely unrelated. So Larry Johnson... I think they are completely unrelated. Larry Johnson's a famous basketball player from the 90s, and 
he had like a marketing campaign or slogan where he dressed with up converse. as a, with converse where he where dressed he up would, as like a grandma and he was called grandma and he would just uh, go and dunk on people dunk on people well yeah adam's family yeah. got there first okay <laughs> well yeah no i knew that i i yeah i i guess i knew that but i was wondering if that was at all i don't know like i have i have the the um the entire collection of the adams family i think it only ran for a couple of seasons but i have it on on dvd and Halloween every year, I like to just throw a random disc on and let it ride, and just have the Adams family on in the background while I'm doing stuff and taking little breaks to to actually sit down and watch the episodes. And the intro, they do this weird thing. So John Aston, the guy that played Gomez, when they they show him, they must have like blown the shot or cut it too early, or they didn't film enough to time it with his his snaps. Mm-hmm. So it's it's slowed down. You can you can tell it on DVD. It, it's this weird. Sl- he does this inhale, and he's looking dead in the camera, and he goes like. So you see his shoulders rise, and he has this weird, creepy smile on his face, and then his shoulders sag a bit, and then it goes back into real time, and he snaps. They did that in the end of the movie, when they redid the whole show intro, animated. Okay. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. It was like a really cool nod to the original series. So to go back to what you were saying, the Adams Family television series aired from 64 to 66. What I think is interesting is the Munsters Family series was from 64 to 66. No shit, was it? So like, they were coming up with a oh, parody wow. in real time? Like, is that what that... That's kind of ballsy, right? Or maybe it was one of those Dante's Peak volcano type situations right. where one executive got wind like hey they're doing a black and white creepy family show <laughs> it's like armageddon and deep impact hey what do you say we do the monsters <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's a good guess i think that was interesting though because i thought that if monsters was a parody of adam's family would come at least like five years after especially back in those days right yeah uh, and uh, oh, so uh, like, cool. yeah like i said for the for this remake it is a kids movie. It is toned down a bit, and if you're not an Adams Family like fan, it probably isn't going to mean that much to you. But my God, that those fucking that especially that first movie with Raúl Julia and Christopher Lloyd is just so goddamn spot on. Like I watched it um, last week. I could I could probably watch that multiple times throughout the Halloween season every year. It's just that fucking good. All right. So if you if if you share my enthusiasm, there will be things you'll you'll enjoy. They had cool little nods to other movies too. Wednesday, Wednesday straight up pulls a Rorschach from Watchmen in it. She enrolls herself in How's public that? school and some little bully girl steps to her and Wednesday gets in her face. She's like, "You don't understand. I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up in here with me." Oh shit! And it gets all dark and ominous. <laughs> oh baby, just a checker. Yeah, you're not threatening anyone. <laughs> I am the danger. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. Before we get out of here, what do you say we take a listen to some voicemails? Yay! Sure. I mean, granted that there actually are some. Could be. I had a random Arts calling in with um, no reception again. 
Wait, you have a random brain question? No, 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 no. I just have like a random thing that I was going to bring up if we were short topics. Oh, no. Let's do it. Well, so I'm Pat. I'm I'm approaching a new level or new stage of my life. I was called OG after a basketball game this past week at LA Fitness. Because you smelled like weed? No, it's because I'm old. And I've never been, I've never, obviously never been called OG in a basketball game or afterwards. I mean, the kid that called me OG, I want to say it had to be like 21, 22, which is kind of like, how, I mean, how old do you think I am? But maybe, I mean, the youngest he could have been, I think was 18, but like, fuck dude. Am I, do I look like I'm up? Yeah. Called me OG. I know I play like an old man. I mean, I have very little athleticism, but I don't know. Like I've. I thought I was years away from being called OG. I thought I'd have to have like some seer, serious, excuse me, like male pattern baldness going on. And like my hair is a little lighter up top, but like I'm not balding yet. And it's not, it's not to an embarrassing point. And like I feel like OG is reserved for someone like wearing knee pads in like their 50s. Like it's, there is no question if someone's it, an OG. Was it said to you in a respectful manner, or was it meant yeah. as a diss? No, no, it was very respectful. Like, part of me was like, like I was thrown off because, like, a, am I old enough? And b, am I good enough? Like, what do you mean, OG? I don't. So it it is kind of like a term of like endearment, and it is like a good thing to hear. But I don't, I don't think like I'm an old person yet. I mean, my game is old. Like, I'm, there's nothing at the basket. Like, I'm not really breaking down anyone off the dribble. Or what do you mean your your game is old? Do you like spin it on your finger and it like goes rolls down your arm across your shoulders or the other arm and like, as in, as in nothing I do on a basketball court is because of athleticism. It is all because of like savvy and like basketball IQ. Like, I know how to space the court. I have a quick shot release so I can get my shot over people or like I can get it off despite an athletic a massive athletic disadvantage so like an old man game in a sense is like I have to use pump fakes hesitation dribbles like like I have to look off defenders I have to look the other way and run in another direction like like there's no like I don't think I'm faster than someone, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't run faster to a point on the court to get an advantage. If that makes right. sense, like everything that I do, I do on a basketball court is because I've been playing basketball for thirty years. You know what I mean? Like, there's never a point where it's like, oh, you jumped higher than that guy. That's why you got that rebound. It's like, no, I just positioned my fat ass in a way where he couldn't <laughs> jump so high. <laughs> like that's what happened. You know? So hearing OG is just like. Fuck man, like it official, it officialized me getting like I'm getting old. I'm an old I'm an old person. Yeah, welcome to the fucking club. No, and you're still what? Thirty three. Yeah, you're still technically in the last legs of saying you're in your early thirties. Yeah, this is pretty much the final year where I can be in my early thirties. And Shuddy sure. and I are are fucking eh. toe deep in late thirties. Okay, all right, yeah, fair enough. I thought you were gonna say mid thirties. Like no, 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 no. We're late. Your, ending your mid thirties. We're in our late. If you're both, we said thirty seven is 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 late, right? So that's what you guys are. Yep. Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's, it's strict. It's not nice, but I think fair. 
All right, what are the voicemails? I'm sorry. I just wanted to bring that up to you guys. I didn't know if that was going to go anywhere. Thanks for listening to me. I'm getting old. All right, let's see what this human says. Yo. Oh, oh, yeah. Crack, crack. <laughs> I think he's doing a good job. If I was going to fuck an important animal over there, it would be Jessica Alba and then a Philadelphia eagle I could fuck in the asshole. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, man. Always good hearing from pseudo Shuddy. Shuddy does not agree. Shuddy, yeah. What is... What does that which McCall do for you? That that impression? Nothing. Doesn't make you mad, does it? I don't care for that. No. Nope. That doesn't sound anything like me. But that's a good call. I would like to fuck that eagle. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing to say about that, do you? Yeah, I I can't disagree. Alright. Let's hear this human. Hey boys. Just listening to uh, this week's uh, podcast. <clears throat> Heard you guys start talking about the uh, Super Bowl rings. And uh, you're right. Everybody that's employed by that organization gets a ring. So the people that sell tickets at the ticket office at the building, the people that control the uh, video boards and in, inside the stadium Damn. that cover the teams it during depends. the games, that play back all the commercials and all that stuff. I'm sure that the groundskeeper gets a Super Bowl ring. Right. Anybody that's employed by that organization gets a ring. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Keep up the good work, boys. That's awesome. Thanks. So, to kind of, I don't know, clean that up a little bit. It de- like the the people that sell the tickets or the concession people. That usually depends on like the team's <laughs> relationship with the building itself. Like um, Staples Center, where the Lakers and Clippers pay, play, for instance, all the people that run concessions sell the tickets work for AEG. So neither one of the teams, so they don't get rings. But like people that would work at like a Lambeau Field, for instance, in Green Bay, um, they, for the most part, I would I would assume, excuse me, work for the Green Bay Packers themselves. So they they do get a ring. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, like we talked about last week or or whenever we were having these conversations. Yeah, dude. If you if if you have an at whatever that team is email address and you work for the team, yeah, you're gonna get a fucking ring. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Okay. Let's see we got a few more. Let's see what's Mad up. Mad Scientist oh! Party Hour. The fuck's up? Oh, it's arts. So here's the deal. Hopefully I have better reception this time. Because I'm here, I'm here to let you know that uh, Joker's the greatest movie, at least of the year. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was good. Not the Joker. Joker was amazing. Oh, it's damn. five out of five by far. Easy, 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 easy. Yeah, we get it. We've all, all we're all picks. similar in score. That's not why I'm calling. I'm calling for two main reasons. The first main reason is Kevin is correct. The Brother theory is a hundred percent in play. Uh, chronologically in order in the movie, Idiot. it went. Uh, 
found his mom's letter. His mom told him the quote unquote truth. Oh my goodness. He went to Wayne Manor. I didn't realize we were going to be getting into Joker spoilers, but I guess at this point, you had your chance to see it, right? I mean, it was number one at the box office again this week. Made another fifty million. I don't know if fifty-five just, million. I don't think so. this is a bad one. Okay. He, didn't, he didn't talk about how Joker died, so I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. Found out the story. Went to the psych hospital. Found the documents. Went to the hospital. Hospital and murked his mom. Now, he went directly from there to. Back to his house to put makeup on to get ready for the Murray show. That's right before he kills the fat guy. Now, while he's putting makeup on, he looks at a picture of his mother, flips it over on the back. It is inscribed by fucking, it says, love your smile, T.W., Thomas Wayne. Now, that leaves it open. That's why he kind of, like, looks away almost as oh he crumples up the letter and throws it away. Because he reads that on the back. It's fucking God super obvious. It, now the timeline's off. Fuck, I gotta go. I've only got thirty seconds. Anyway, so the prevailing theory is uh <laughs> Arthur's not the Joker but the inspiration for the Joker. That's at least what the internet says. Um because of the timeline with Bruce Wayne. And that the last scene oh fuck. All right, I'm just going to, I'm going to hang up. Smoke weed, fuck yeah, eat pussy, smoke weed. Lots of cool stuff, drugs. Yeah! Woo! We know you Two more seconds, suck my dick! <laughs> Shout out to Arts for filling time. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We need to cover those three minutes. So yeah, eat my ass, shuddy. I, I mean, I think you and Arts are wrong. I think, and I, he texted me about I heard this. a more likely scenario... Uh, I read a more likely theory, which is no, you didn't. that that the entire movie was a delusion and a hallucination of his while he was in Arkham. Nope, that makes You're wrong. more sense. Nope, Doesn't. than you than him actually being Bruce Wayne's brother. Yeah, I don't think that that is a thing, but. I don't. It also doesn't matter, right? Like, doesn't it? Like, wh- how does that add to the story, really, in any way? I don't know. I don't think it matters, and I don't even care. Like, yeah, it's you're a, right. Who gives a shit? It's a small battle for me to win or even care about. Like, I, I don't know. Sure, it was Thomas Wayne's brother, but there's no way to prove that moving forward, right? Exactly. I'm not saying. Yeah, and that that was the whole thing. I'm saying. I'm not saying that. It's 100% true or 70% true or even a 50% possibility. I'm just saying there is that slight possibility. Like you don't know for 100% with 100% certainty one way or the other. I, I agree. I do agree with that. I'm right. pretty confident. Let's one do one, way one more other, I, I voicemail and apologies to anybody who just got some shit spoiled. But you'll live. Hey, guys. It's Joel from the Fantasy Football League. Just wanted to... Uh, Say, Kevin, I've never listened to Doug's, Doug Doug's movies before, but I took a listen because I saw your Instagram post, and man, you fucking kicked ass. So I just wanted to say good job, and I think I'm going to go listen to some uh, Doug uh, Loves Movies now just because uh, you did such a great job. Later. 
I, th- I really oh. thought he was going to call you a pussy. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Look at that. Yeah, and hey, everybody in the Puminati, just go out there and um, and download it. We might make it that little a little dent. Yeah. If if Doug sees that there wasn't a drop in listenership, knowing <laughs> that he wasn't hosting, it'd be like, oh, maybe there's something to that Kevin guy. Yeah, it's going to go from Doug loves movies to MSPH loves movies. <laughs> We're just going to get a control of the feed. But how fucking how. How weird is that? Just one last time, Doug, the 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 stars aligned for Doug to even have like be in town and be able to come by that week to do Doug Loves Mo- or do MSPH for episode four twenty, and then like within a couple months, the host of MSPH is filling in hosting Doug Loves Movies like because of a kidney stone, which is very MSPH. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is really fucking weird. Yeah. The coincidences here. Yeah, some might lead you to think, or they could lead you to think that maybe there is a God. Who would have thought on, on like, the early days of MSPH that there would have been that sort of synergy between MSPH and Doug Loves Movies? Going both ways. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, we're kind of like cousins of the Doug Loves Movies podcast now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're the ones that don't get invited to, to family dinners, but yeah, that that connection's still there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we're the, <laughs> the shitty cousins. No one. We get a Christmas though. card, though. Yes. Yeah, that is true. Well, you keep filling in and doing such a great job. Maybe I, mean, we'll I hope I hope dinner. I never have to fill in again. I hope Doug never has to miss another episode, and I hope um, I get to keep being a guest on it. Eh. That's where that's where I feel most comfortable. In that fucking guest chair, guessing some some movie games. I'm rooting for us most, mostly. So if that means another kidney stone for Doug Benson, whatever. You, you're a cold <laughs> son of a bitch, Jeff. I'm Clark. just kidding. I'm just you will, kidding. You will never be invited on as a guest. I can't wait to have Doug Benson back on Mad Scientist Party. I just <laughs> tell him I was kidding about that. I don't mean that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting Mad Scientist Party Hour. And if you need more. MSPH in your life, motherfucker, you're in luck. Go over to patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Got a couple different tiers there. Um, of course, if you sign up at the top level, you get the sweetest, the sweet, sweet, sweetest access possible. You get a follow back from all of us on social media, and you get all of our bonus shows. You get um, Shuddy Boy and Dominic doing What the Fuck Did I Just Watch? I think the most recent episode that went up was of you guys watching The Gate. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Man, I love that movie, and you guys did an awesome episode on that. I've loved The Gate ever since I was a little kid. That was, like you said on that episode, Shuddy, that was one I saw on HBO like all the time, and it terrified me. Yeah. I just remember it kind of always being on in the background many times. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. Watching it as an adult, it's, it's pretty goofy, though. So you got that. Very. Jeff's doing between two flushes and <clears throat> snack attacks, and I do believe we're doing a snack attack after this, right? Yes. So a new snack attack with um, Snack Sommelier featuring Snack Galifianakis. That's coming up. I've been doing the Kevin's Nerd Hole videos um, where I play vintage video games and do a Let's Play play-along thing where I film my face and do that too. And I've been doing Halloween Horror comic recommendations every week for the month of October. You get a new horror comic recommendation. So doing double duty this month. And then 
you get uh, the 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 bonus episode we the bonus mini podcast we do every week after the main episode. That's there too. And if you haven't been a Patreon subscriber, when you sign up, all that shit unlocks. Nearly fucking two years worth of content is at your disposal. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. And hey, it helps our goofy asses stay living in expensive ass Los Angeles slash Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is not expensive. I don't don't lump me don't think that you're helping me pay for a lavish lifestyle you are for Kevin. You're helping me get by. So I appreciate it. I don't need all the niceties that he has. And the niceties that have you seen Rent in Studio City? Yeah. Patreon's fucking helping me <laughs> stay alive too. Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's just padding for the riches that I have. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Jeff just throws more <laughs> gold coins in his in his swimming pool. Yeah, I'm like Scrooge McDuck but yeah. with a way bigger dick. <laughs> and hey, you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Kraft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff Rowe Records. And at MSPH Podcast. Uh, I don't think... Shuddy, you don't have anything else, do you? Nope. All right, well... Thanks again, friends. But until next time, oh, something. Bling, 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 bling. Oh, yeah, I unplugged. Just pick anyone you want. I had to film a, a Halloween nerd hole. Over the weekend. Nice, dude. I haven't looked. Has it been published? No. Are you you embargoing it for close to Halloween? I'm posting them. Well, I fucked up. I. Oh, wow. That was a big crackle. I didn't do anything wrong, did I? Hey. Hey. No, we're chilling. So I, I, I released the first one. On October 1st, I was like, I'll just do uh, four of them, one every week. And then I realized, oh shit, there's actually five. If you start on the first, it's five weeks of October. Yes. So I was like, oh shit, I have to do five of these. I just realized. And then I accidentally posted one on a Monday. So I'm I'm all sorts of fucked up over here. The important part is the videos are coming out. I'm, yep. I'm trying to get them, get them filmed in advance because I still have to... Next week, I'm flying back to Jersey for my sister's wedding. So I'm trying to get ahead of as much MSPH Patreon stuff as I can. Yeah, i got to film one more. i got to bank one more episode, and then I'm good for the month. Oh, you're a fucking ti- a titan of content producing. Fucking and going for it. There's a reason why you're... You are our fearless leader. What is these? What is this fucking band? This is weird. I don't know what's going on. There's like a guy with a fucking banjo and like a leather cowboy hat. And there's a guy with a white mohawk. There's a guy with gray dreads. Can't figure out what this fucking band is. Yo. What up, Shuddy? Not much. What's going on, guys? Sorry, I had a surprise poop come on. 
Oh, well, no worries. I'll forgive you for a surprise poop coming on. At least it didn't happen in my pants. That is true. At least as a 37-year-old man, you didn't shit yourself. I wish. It would have been better content had you shit yourself on while we're recording. Yeah. And you would have to sit in it because I wouldn't have let you. Yeah, we definitely would not have let you make us wait while you changed your shitty underwear. I would have reached around and dug in there and thrown it at Jeff. So like a chimp. I'm watching like the uh like the handshake in Mallrats. No, cuz they wouldn't just be like ass juice transferring from my hand to Jeff's. It would be a uh, a nug flung at Jeff. And there'd be no mistaken gotcha. like a, <laughs> transaction. Like a monkey. Yeah. That would really hurt our friendship. I'd get past it though. How long do you think it would hurt your friendship with him for? I'd miss an episode. Oh man, that's worth that's worth the price of admission. <laughs> that's all we have to do. Maybe two, maybe two episodes. But then beyond that, I mean, then then it's you guys controlling my narrative, and I once, can't allow that to happen. Once I show you the spike in downloads, all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I ask for a raise, and man, these podcast guys are going nuts. All my stipulations are made. I'll come back. Throwing doo-doo at each other and shit. Hey, we're going for the gold. That's what I like to hear. So I'm mm. watching this. Um, I'm watching the football game as we're recording here, and I saw there's a trailer for the Connor show. They're going to keep going with that despite firing Roseanne? Yeah, they've already done, I think, a whole season without her, right? They've done two seasons. Oh, all right. I'm that far behind. I thought it. I've started watching it. For whatever reason, I thought the issues were fresher than they were. I guess that happened, what, two years ago? Man, this first Trump presidency is really flying by. (laughs) I know it's been Um, um, salacious with all the headlines, but. I guess time flies by when you're having fun, right? <laughs> you're on this island by yourself. I got you. We don't have to talk more about Trump and, you know, MAGA. Uh, did everyone do their homework assignment? When, uh, we didn't. Unfortunately. We didn't give what the homework assignment would be while we're recording last week. Um, and we'll tease this in the main show, but we're going to do kind of a spoiler fill review of uh, El Camino, the Breaking Bad Netflix movie. I kind of feel like that was a given. I feel like that shouldn't have even been something we needed to tease. Just no. I don't think that's fair. The MSPH guys are going to watch the Breaking Bad movie? Yeah, I feel like it's very on brand, but so is the Joker. We still, I think the point has to be made, like, hey, we're going to watch this and we're going to review it next week. And I dropped the ball on that one. That's my only point, but... All right, let's crack into it. Spoiler alert, we're talking El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Bing bong boing. So, there's not a lot to spoil, which is kind of what's partially disappointing to me. There's really no, like, twist to the story overall. It kind of went as you thought it it probably would have went when Jesse was driving away from whatever the the final the final scene and the final yeah. episode of breaking bad it was still kind of cool to to see though like i'm i'm glad that this existed 
Um, I, it did. I, I don't. I feel like they shouldn't have called it a Breaking Bad movie. I feel like they should have called it El Camino, a Breaking Bad epilogue, because it didn't have the structure of a movie. It had the structure of an extended Breaking Bad episode. Yes, I which, agree. Which is on cool. paper, they delivered. It felt like a Breaking Bad episode. It was. It wasn't like huge explosions and kung fu fights and shit. Even though there was a, a big explosion in it, but you know what I mean. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't Die Hard. It was people getting themselves in sticky, realistic feeling situations and having to use their wit to get out of it. They didn't elevate the story to like a motion picture grandeur or like a. No, and I don't even know if it would have worked if they had done that. I don't know. Yeah, but I would have liked to see the attempt because to me this just fell felt too much like like you said an epilogue or like just an extension of like uh, like uh, another episode of Breaking Bad. Honestly, I mean, Shuddy, you sound very long. disappointed. It was a steaming pile of shit. Oh, oh wow! I saw Aquaman also this weekend, and w- that was a much better movie. All right. I think I think everybody's getting a little heated here. It's getting a little crazy. We're saying things we don't mean. I <laughs> no no. I fully mean it. I enjoyed every second of that Aquaman movie more than I enjoyed any part of this Breaking Bad bullshit. Okay, <clears throat> what were you? What didn't you get that you were hoping for or that you were expecting? I just I don't think it was well executed. I didn't care a fucking thing about Jesse. Uh, it was so hard to buy all of these people looking six years older, but being immediately after uh, the se- the last episode ended. Uh, what's his name? Sounds like he's Aaron Paul. Sounds like he's got a ten pack a day habit since the show ended. I just I did not like it at all. I agree. I had it. So your your biggest concern, your biggest gripe is that people aged. I agree no, with him on his point. My biggest gripe of this. is that it was a completely unnecessary story. It did nothing to enhance anything that happened previously. I mean, it basically just told the story of Jesse escaping to try and start a new life. I agree with Shuddy and his point. And what I think his point was, like, the whole Todd, Mike, Skinny P, Badger coming back into the story, it all felt like lazy, uninspired efforts. And that's because they did age and they did look different. The biggest issue that I had was definitely Jesse Plemons or Todd. Like, he got chubbier. Oh, and yeah. Like, and, like, you can't, like, you're a fucking professional, dude. Lose weight for the role. Like, this isn't even an age thing. Like, he got heavier. Like, I, to me, that's just like a... That's again lazy and uninspired. Like, was the paycheck not big enough? Like, why couldn't he have gotten more? Like, Mike aging makes sense, right? I guess there's no way to really move around that, you know. It's but Todd just got chubbier, and I thought that was lame. And Skinny <laughs> P like looked like he aged, like he kept smoking meth during that whole time, and 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 that was represented in the character, but obviously not in the timeline. So I agree with Shuddy, and that's really what kind of what threw me off about, not threw me off, but it disappointed me about the story. And I think it was like an example 
um, of just like the overall effort. It's like you guys aren't even going like... to. Uh, it would have been a much better story setting it down the line that Jesse had gotten away and he comes back to Albuquerque. Yeah, I kind of wish that was gonna that was gonna be the that the would have been a took. much better story and would have been. I think it would have just made it better. Like it was just there was. I, I think it was useless. It was pointless. And I thought like the the like all the Easter eggs and the callbacks were more of like a cash grab effort or like being too like considerate of like source material or or, or the show itself. And didn't move. I don't know. They were too reliant on that instead of like moving the story along. I will say though, I fell asleep halfway through it, and I rewatched it today, and it was better. Like the second time I was watching, I was like, "All right, this wasn't as bad." I think maybe I went into it with like higher hopes, and was a little let down at first. But it is a better watch the second time through. I mean, it did feel like a Breaking Bad episode. You know, those long establishing shots and um, yeah. big dramatic pauses. I almost hope they would just do the, just, I don't know, do another season then with Aaron Paul. Because I don't really get his career at this point. Like, he's a fucking, I think he's a really good actor. Yeah. Like, like the way he can, like, kind of cry He does a voice command. in BoJack Horseman. That's where his career's at. Like, the way he can cry and, like, the... I think he's like a good actor and and is really good at playing a heavy intense role. I like, mean that that whole recap thing they showed before it started is like man that just just all those beats back to back like all the just the heavy shit that happens in that show that was intense. Yeah. And I thought oh like they could have went they could have just made another season out of Breaking Bad instead of a movie because they were putting like I don't know. It was like an awkward like middle area that it didn't fit. Like they had more story than just one episode, and um, and they only wanted to do a movie. So uh, that's why I kind of that's you know one of the, a few of the spots that I deducted points on. I really liked the uh, duel scene. I thought that was like vintage Breaking Bad, and that was some intense shit that I was behind, and I liked. At first, when I was watching, I was like, what the fuck's going on with this Randy welding or candy welding shit? And then I like how it all came together. And and that was like one of the vintage Breaking Bad episode things that they did that really did work. I was like, man, that's fucking cool, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I agree they, they spent a little too much time in flashbacks. Like, I don't know if I needed that much flashback time with uh, Creepy Todd. No. This movie was so bad, Robert Forster killed himself the day after it came out. Oh, oh man. shit. You went there. Oh, uh, look at Shuddy. I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I was not going to do that, but you went there. Uh, Yeah, pour some liquor off for Robert Forster. I know. It's crazy. He died on the day that came out. Yeah. After, yeah. I, after I watched the night... Embarrassment. The night after I watched uh, El Camino, when I laid down to go to bed, I popped... Jackie Brown on. It's like a Robert Forrester yeah, yeah. going away. I mean, it's it's a long-ass movie. I didn't stay awake for the whole thing, but definitely got a lot of Robert I, Forrester. I feel like that's an underrated Tarantino movie at this point. I feel like when uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out and everybody was talking about their favorite 
Tarantino movies, and a lot of people were posting their their ranking order on Twitter and shit. Uh, Jackie Brown did really well. That's like at the top of a lot of people's lists. So are you saying I have the basic bitch take where it's just like, yeah, this is underrated, and it's not. It's actually properly rated, and I'm just like behind. I think. Which is fine. You can criticize me. No, I think what I'm trying to say is that I I feel like the casual Tarantino fan would list something like Pulp Fiction as their favorite. Yeah. But movie junkies and people that really like Tarantino will put Jackie Brown way closer to the top or at the top. I've never seen Jackie Brown. I saw it in the theater as a kid. You're missing out, Shuddy. It takes place like around my hood. Essentially, Redondo Beach, Torrance. yeah, Hermosa, yeah, all that. Samuel L. Jackson's character lives in Hermosa Beach. Yep, Bridget Fonda is like yeah, a yeah. fucking yeah beach bum from from that area. Um, so I think it's cool, and it hits harder with me the more I watch it, I guess, or uh, since moving to that area and watching it. But Robert, yeah, it stinks because I I like Robert Forrester and the things that I saw him in. Uh, I didn't see a lot of them like growing up or whatever. I, wasn't a huge Robert Forrester fan. Yeah, and I'm guessing you didn't watch the new season of Twin Peaks. No. I'm wondering how long, how, like, at what age did he sound how he sounded when he, like, like his final years? Because he sounded like a grandfather in Jackie Brown, like an old, wise maester almost. Obviously, in, his, in, in the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. But he just has like one of those voices where he sounds like an old distinguished fellow. I wonder when I mean, he built that. Was that like right when he had puberty? Probably. I mean, Jackie Brown in ninety seven, he still You know, he was he was all he was fifty six grum- at that grumbly point. in that. Yeah, I mean he was fifty six <laughs> at the point though. Yeah, but he was fifty yeah, he was old. Like I wonder how long he saw it sounded like an old man. Because I think it's like some of these like like I don't know. Some of these radio voices or like classic like news people voices. Like, do they just always have that voice? Or do they ever think have so. to like shift I mean, it going into? Th- did Sam Elliott ever not sound like Sam Elliott? Right. Like you watch Roadhouse and he's still like, "Well, I'm Sam Elliott, and but I'm he, still thirsty." But he did have gray hairs in that, so it's like, all right, whatever. Like, I want him to sound like that at like sixteen. They like, pulled the- <laughs> asking a question in class, like. Excuse me, ma'am. What am I supposed to do with this remainder? <laughs> yes, exactly. God, that would be epic. <laughs> like, does Robert? Did Robert Forrester sound like that? <laughs> like spitting game to chicks? Like he sounded? It sounded like just like he was spitting game would to Jackie Brown. Would you go Brown. to prom with me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Or it was just yeah. me. Well, wait, who's the, who's the other one? Like. Oh no! Because I, I think it's I think it's kind of like the Steve Martin thing. Like if you let yourself get really old really early, like the whole rest of your life, people are like, "Man, that motherfucker looks good." Yeah. Well, he he was he does not age. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sam Elliott has looked the same for like just about his entire fucking career, right? That's true. And like, I don't know. Look at him in Roadhouse. Look at him in The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot. It's hard to really notice the difference. I will say, going back to Shuddy's point, I was just re- read this on my notes. Going back to Shuddy's point about being, I don't know, not that interested in the story or, or, or just pissed off about the whole thing. I didn't like Jesse Pinkman at the end of Breaking Bad, and 
In the beginning of this, I was reminded of him being a snitch, and I began to hate him again. Like, I don't get how he became, like, a sympathetic figure. Like, he did a lot of, obviously, a lot of crazy shit. Like, you don't get to just snitch and, like, walk away from that. Right? I mean, I guess Takashi 6 9 just became can, but... a sympathetic character because of just the horrible shit that happened to him. Yeah, but he was complicit in a lot of it. I don't know. I never got that. I, I never got that point uh, being made by Vince Gilligan in the story itself. And yeah, all the callbacks and Easter eggs were nice to a point, but I felt like they relied too much on it. It had some cool moments, but it didn't really like, I don't know. It didn't add any, anything new to the story. Really? Like, I don't think feel any differently about any characters and there's no like twists. So if I were to grade, or excuse me, my grade would be, I don't know, I, I circled back and I watched it again, I, and I, it wasn't a horrible rewatch. So I'll give it a three, two, five, this, out of five. This movie ended in exactly the same spot that the series ended. Great, Jesse got away. Right. Yeah, nothing new is added. He just coordinated with uh, Robert Forster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he got away from the scene of a gang slaying at the end of Breaking Bad. At right, the end of El Camino, he got away, he got away he got from away the entire situation ended, altogether. But, but, it, but I get it what you're saying. It was a story that, that was necessary to fill in any gap or anything. Like, it, it was It did not further anything. Right. Whether he it ended with him getting away after the end of the series or getting away at the end of this movie, there's virtually no difference. All right. Other so what are you scoring? How are you scoring it? He's in Alaska. How are you scoring it? Shuddy? That could have just been. What? How are you scoring it? Oh, uh, one point five. Oh, wow. Jesus. So you just didn't like anything that happened through that whole two hours, huh? I almost turned it off 38 minutes in. That's how much I disliked it. Well, I'm happy you show, uh, you kept up with it and, and finished your Puminati homework. Yeah, there was like a 45-minute gap uh, in the middle of it that I stopped watching it and then went back to it. Instagrammed and Twittered. Tweeted. So you didn't even pay attention to the movie, really? No, I did. You got the gist of it, right? I had to take a break because I could not believe that at the 38-minute mark, we were not an hour and a half in. All right. I guess I liked it a little bit more than you guys. I'm sucking 3.5 meth dicks. (laughs) You didn't like like it a whole much more than I did then. What did you really like and what did you really not like, I guess? I'm sure you... Um, I feel like the uh, the flashbacks dragged, for sure. Um, I feel like that it was too too much of it took place in the past, not enough forward momentum. Um, I was expecting at least a big death or two, like maybe Badger or Skinny Pete, something yeah. a little a little more like. The, 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 nothing really punched you in the gut like that recap did. Like watching, 
creepy Todd kill Jesse's chick like on the steps of her porch again was like, oh, yeah, my God. And like that breakdown he has in the back of the car really was heart wrenching. Yeah. So there weren't any real moments like that, but it was cool to be back in that world again. It did have the same tone as Breaking Bad, which, you know, you still get it from if you watch Better Call Saul. I, I really enjoy Better Call Saul. Oh, I love Better Call Saul. Yeah. So, but I don't know. It was, I'm not like Shuddy Boy where I'm bummed that it exists. It was, it was an entertaining watch. It was a fitting epilogue. Like I said, calling it a movie seems a little bit of a stretch. It should have just been a, a double-sized bonus episode. But um, that was two hours well spent. I, I, there was some good acting and tense moments. I definitely lean towards your your side of things. That's why our scores are so close. But I do see the points that Shuddy was making, and yeah, it was a little bit more of an effort than it needed to be to like finish watching it. Yeah. Um, I wish that. Yeah, I don't know. I just wish, like, even killing Skinny P or Badger, like, I don't think those characters are all that important anyways. Like, you could have just given us that anyways. Like, that could have been, like, whatever. That would have been cool. Like, Merc Badger. I don't know why, but. I did like the part when they when they called the guy Badger. from the, the, um, the junkyard. Yeah. And he showed up, and he was like, hey, this one's on me, guys. I'm a friend. And then he's like, beep, 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 beep. All right, you guys have good, l- good luck with this shit. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, the low jack was on the car. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like the cop from Home Alone. There was some, some clever shit. No, again, it wasn't. I thought the duel was so intense and so well done, how they did that. I thought him at Todd's house, uh, not the flashback did, after the fact. I, I thought that was well done. the duel. Uh, that was probably the only thing I really enjoyed about it. And I did like that we got one last badass line from Walter White. What was it again? When they're at the diner and he's just kind of reflecting on himself and he's like, man, um, I'm jealous of you that you got to do something so special so young, like not at the end of your life. And then Jesse was just like, Jesus Christ, you think... What we did is special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is actually a badass line. It's a good point. Because it frames... It frames... It does a good job framing of what Walt's... I don't know, perspective was going in the whole time. Yeah, his just demented scumbaggery. Yeah, I mean, well, he, he was in empire mode. We can sit here and debate <laughs> the the virtues of that. Yeah. Um, all right, well, hey. From Los Angeles, California. We are the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> 